Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the first reading from this weekend's readings, we are given a great spiritual lesson. More to it, it also gives us a very powerful warning that we must listen to and heed. In the first reading, we hear from the book of Nehemiah. Now, in order for us to understand the scripture passage of the first reading, we have to understand the context in which it all is set in. In 587 B.C., the Israelites were conquered by the Babylonians. The great walls of Jerusalem that once were there to protect the city from enemies now were breached. The Babylonians came into the city and now laid siege to it. They went into the great temple of Jerusalem that was filled with jewels and gold and looted it all and then destroyed the temple. The people were taken off in chains to live as slaves to the Babylonians. The Israelites were cut off, cut off from their history, their stories, their law, cut off from their rituals, as well as from worshiping God. Worse yet, after a while, the Israelites began to assimilate themselves into the Babylonian culture. In doing so, they began to lose their sense of religious identity. They began to lose what defined them as God's chosen and holy people. Now, the Israelites lived in Babylon for approximately a hundred years. After this time period, the Persians rose up and led by King Cyrus, conquered the Babylonians. At that time, then King Cyrus went to the Israelites and basically told them, you're free, go home. But he didn't allow them to go home back to Israel all at once. Instead, he let them go back to Israel a little bit at a time. Now, King Cyrus was succeeded by King Xerxes, and Xerxes was succeeded by King Artaxerxes. And this now was the time in which Nehemiah lived in, the reign of Artaxerxes. In fact, Nehemiah was part of the court of King Artaxerxes. Nehemiah was the cupbearer for the king. Now, one day, Nehemiah approaches King Artaxerxes, and he asks him if he can go home. Artaxerxes more or less tells Nehemiah, yes, you're free, go home. And so Nehemiah does just that. He sets out for Jerusalem. And what he finds is the worst of all things. Jerusalem, this once great city, is in shambles. The once mighty walls that protected it are all knocked down. The culture is compromised. The city is in ruins. The great temple of Jerusalem stands destroyed. Nehemiah now has to lead the rebuilding effort. Both Nehemiah and Ezra, the high priest, first start with rebuilding, but they first start with rebuilding the identity of the Israelites. Before any building is erected, the first priority 
is to reestablish the identity of the Israelite people. And so they begin by re-educating the Israelites to their tradition, their stories, their history, their law, and their worship. Now remember what I said earlier. The Israelites lived in exile in Babylon, and for approximately a hundred years, they assimilated themselves into the Babylonian culture. Well, through those years, the Jewish people, their religious identity was compromised. The Israelites forgot who they were and therefore forgot even how to worship God. Now, a great lesson that we can take from this right away is that part of knowing who you are is knowing who you are not. Part of defining yourself is to know what you stand for and what you are against. And so, this is the crises that Nehemiah and Ezra are now facing. With that in mind, I think now we can go back into the first reading and begin to understand the message that both Nehemiah and Ezra are trying to teach us. The story begins with Ezra standing in the ruins of the temple of Jerusalem, and the people are all around him, and he begins reading to them the Torah, the law. Listen now. Ezra, the priest, brought the law before the assembly, which consisted of men and women and those children old enough to understand. Standing at one of the open gates, he read the book from daybreak till midday in the presence of the men, the women, and those children old enough to understand. And all the people listened attentively to the book of the law. Ezra is reading to the Israelites the Torah, the law, which includes Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Now, it's important to understand he's reading the law to the people throughout the entire morning and the entire afternoon. And what are the people doing? They're listening. It says the men, the women, and the children are standing and they're listening to this great story. Herein lies the key. They're listening to who they are as a people. After Ezra had finished, the people were so moved that they all said, Amen, Amen. In some ways, it's kind of like the televangelists on TV where the people begin shouting. They're so inspired. Well, that's what's happening right now. Next, it says that the people wept. They wept because now they rediscovered their own religious identity. The Israelites were defined by the very laws that structured their lives. And that's a great lesson for us all. We, too, are defined by the laws that structure our lives. And yet, herein lies the great warning for us all. We, too, like the Israelites, can easily lose our religious identity when we stop listening to the very laws that define us as Catholic people. Nehemiah and Ezra lived over 2,500 years ago, and yet their warning is still prevalent in our own day and age. Recent polls have come out, polls about Catholics in the United States, and the statistics have shown that two-thirds to three-quarters of all Catholics here in the United States don't practice their faith. They don't attend Mass on a regular basis. And so it begs the question, how will they know the stories, the laws, the rituals, and how to worship God? How will they know their own religious identity as Catholics? And see, that's the great spiritual danger. Now, in these statistics, in these studies, 
it showed that more and more Catholics, like the old Israelites, are assimilating into our secular culture and society. If we lose our religious identity, who will then tell us who we are? The sad truth? TV, movies, Hollywood, politics, our culture, they're more than happy to tell us who we are. And see, Paul prophesied about this. St. Paul, almost 2,000 years, prophesied that this was going to happen to us. That's why he wrote about it in Galatians, Ephesians, and Corinthians. He would always write, Faith comes from listening to the Word of God. And see, that's exactly what the Israelites are doing. They're listening to the Word of God proclaimed to them by Ezra as he reads the Torah. And in doing so, now they rediscover their religious identity. Now, what I find so amazing is when people come up to me, they look me right in the eye and they'll say, you know, I don't come to Mass anymore, but I have a very good spiritual life. What I find so amazing about that statement is we don't accept that type of attitude in any other aspect or area of life. I'll give you a good example of this. Say your child. Your child comes up to you and they say, I want to learn how to play soccer. So you buy them a soccer ball and then you tell them, now go out into the field and start playing. Well, that's impossible. They'll never be able to do it. They'll never be able to play soccer unless first they know the game and then they know the law or the rules of the game. And then they start practicing it. Day in and day out. Even when they don't feel like it, they still have to keep practicing. Well, now take that analogy and apply it to our own faith life. What we have to understand is we must constantly be listening to our history, our rituals, the law, in order for us to now be able to know our Catholic identity, to know our faith, and then be able to practice in order to worship God. I know I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it again and again. Our Catholic faith is a generation away from extinction. If parents working cooperatively with the church do not teach their children the faith, then the children will not have any sense of Catholic identity. They won't know the faith. Worse yet, they won't be able to practice it because they don't know it. And my friends, we're already seeing that in these statistics. These surveys don't lie. That's why two-thirds to three-quarters of all Catholics in the United States right now are not practicing their faith. It's because they fell into the trap of the Israelites. They've stopped listening to the law, to the rituals, and in doing so, they've lost a sense of who they are. They lost their own religious identity, and now they're not able to pass that on to their children. You see, this is exactly what Ezra and Nehemiah are warning us to in the first reading. The purpose of our church is to transform the world, to continue the work that Jesus Christ and the apostles began, to reign in the kingdom of God in this world. In order to do that, we must know who we are as Catholics. If we are to go out and change the world for the better, we must be strong in our own identity. We must be a people who knows exactly who we are and who we are not.
If we truly are always listening to our faith, as St. Paul tells us to, listening to the Word of God, then yes, we will know who we are. We will have a strong sense of our identity and we will be able to practice our faith. And just as importantly, be able to pass it on to our children. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.